Welcome, my chingus, to episode 118 of This Week in K-Pop. In this episode, we will talk about A-Pink, Crush, Gugudan, Haze, Hyorin and Kisum, Imlay and Sick K, Kissin, and Red Velvet. My name is Steven, and with me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Josh. Hello. Now, This Week in K-Pop is a discussion podcast that covers the last two weeks of K-Pop music video releases, and we start each episode with our favorite songs of the last two weeks, and then we conclude with our big names, no game section, where we talk about our disappointments of the episode. You can find more of our show on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other podcasting platforms, and you can also visit our website, thisweekinkpop.com. And welcome back, everybody, to 2017. Oh, boy. So we actually said that last episode was one of the best episodes I think we've had of 2017. And hopefully that was an uptick. This week, we find out that's not true. Again, sorry to start, you know, on a a negative note, but... We got to be real with you, Chingus. Right. And if this is your first episode ever, you know, download episode 117. Like, that is a fucking good episode. It is quality. And we talked about Twice. You know, went to the Twice concert. There are some amazing, amazing songs. Now, the songs this week are 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 very 2017. We, there yeah. were a lot of kind of six and sevens. And it was pretty hard picking which six or seven song to, to be in our podcast. Right. So we're just going to, you know, start it off. Uh, I actually won this week. We broke the streak of Steven's winning uh, Rock, Paper, Scissors. I got to choose first. So the first song that I'm going to talk about is Crush featuring Beanzino. The song is called Outside. <laughs> So this song is produced by Crushed, uh, or Crush, sorry, this guy named Stay Tuned and Milik. Yeah, Crush doesn't have a fancy name like Dean, right? Yeah, Dean Fluenza. Crushaholic. (laughs) Yeah, but we don't know who these other guys are. I'm not really familiar with those producers. They might have worked with Crush before, but this is the first time I've heard of them. Uh, The reason why I like this song so much is that there's a good use of the bass in this song. There's times where they'll 
kind of get a little bit more funky and there'll be some times where they take it out. And I think it just works really well to kind of progress the song like very naturally. Uh, Crush always, I think, is a good singer. There are no songs I think Crush sings badly in. Um, this song is more upbeat compared to some of like Crusher's like more chill or slower songs. So if you're a fan of like more upbeat Crush, this is for you. Yeah. And you know me. I mean, right. I love upbeat Crush. You know, that I have his name tattooed on my heart, you know. Right on your heart. Like right they, op- on they open up your chest and tattooed right on your heart. Oh, no, that was just someone else crushing no one, my heart. For no one else to see. You just know it's there. You just know it's there. You just missed my joke. All right. Um. <laughs> well, here's the thing is that for me, I, I you know, I'm okay with Crush. Right. You know, he, I have my ups and downs with them. Uh, I, I do think that this is a very different Crush, right? Because for me, I it really sounds like he just is trying to Dean his motherfucking Dean out. He wants to Crush out with his Dean out. And I think for you, you were saying like the parts that sounded very Deany are the parts that you don't really like, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of strange because uh, the parts I think that are the worst parts of this song is when Crush tries to rap a little bit or like sing rap. And there have been instances instances where Crush has sing rap and I've been okay with it. But especially in this song, it did, like you said, sound very Deany. And I'm a huge fan of Dean, but I'm not a huge fan of Crush trying to sound like Dean. I'm not sure if you did it on purpose, but not a really big fan of those parts, strangely. I mean, they have very different voices, right? Like, I think Dean's style makes sense for the Dean, right? Dean's voice makes sense for the Dean style. And the Crush voice doesn't always really match, I think. Yeah. uh, And Crush's rapping style, I think, is very, very similar and kind of basic. He's always just like, up, 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 kind of style. And it gets really tiring when you need a little bit of variety. Um, well, I do think though that there's a lot of beat changes and a lot of li- like little things in this song that kind of bring some variety to it. Um, I think when I first heard this song, I-, I didn't really like it. I thought it was a little inconsistent, a little Frankenstein-y, a little abrupt at times. Um, but then, you know, as we heard it more and more, I began I began to think of that more as a positive thing, which is like it broke up the song. It kind of added a thing, right? You were saying sometimes the the beat the stanky ass be uh, bass is in t- in the song. Sometimes it's taken out. Sometimes it's the rhythm is kind of switched up a bit. Um, and I p- kind of worked my way over to that being a good thing rather than being a little confused by it. Yeah, I think it, it does have kind of coherence uh, as a song in general. So it is Frankie Steiny in terms of, I think, tempo changes, like you said. But overall, it, it kind of fits the similar genre. And uh, speaking of rapping, Beans, you know, doesn't actually do a bad job. I think he's a good rapper uh, to be featured on this song compared to sometimes where he just like, what are you doing here, Beans, you know? He's been Shouldn't featuring in, the army? in a lot of songs recently. It, it makes sense. I mean, does it? Yeah. How much? Because uh, he recently went to the army, so he probably recorded a whole bunch of tracks before trying to make that money before he goes to Gunde, you know? I goes guess because he, he doesn't need to do much, right? And he and the the problem was he would never actually did much. A, a lot of the times his featureings were bad, and actually we're like, why the fuck are you in this song? But I I do agree. This is probably the best Beanzino featuring in, in quite a long time. Yeah. But the other surprising thing was that it was the music video. Like the whole concept of the music video is like, I guess Crush's dog really wants to go outside and do things and live a life in this kind of long extended fantasy sequence where. The dog turns into a man wearing a, a dog head. Yeah, dog mask head thing. Yeah, like a yeah. mascot head thing. And 
he goes out and does like skydiving and uh, snorkeling. snorkeling and all these just fun extreme sports stuff. And it's just this kind of like Asian buff dude, you know, with a lot of white girls, you know. Yeah. Um, and that kind of and he's like bringing Crush along, right? In, in like a luggage. Yeah, trapped in this suitcase. And and that whole kind of concept is pretty fun. And, and it looks pretty nice. Um, there's a lot of great, uh, you know, beautiful scenes wherever they were. Maybe Hawaii. I'm guessing Hawaii, yeah. But it, it looked really good. And we were like, man, like, whoever did this music video is pretty dang good. And at the very end, there's a little credits tag that says this was made by DigiPetty. And it's really strange because for Steven and I, we are more familiar with DigiPetty kind of on clothes, closed sets, very minimal props. Um, he relies on a lot of good use of color scheming and things that we kind of know uh, DigiPetty like fam- that is famous for. Uh, we didn't really see any of those in this video because it's such a different approach to a music video than we've seen from DigiPetty. Like almost 90% of this video is like shot outdoors, a lot of landscape shots, a lot of action shots, which is very, very strange for DigiPetty in my mind. Yeah. But but it was good. I mean, it looked really good. And but there were like I think you said one of your favorite parts was like Crush was in the the suitcase, and there's this kind of scene where he goes through the X-ray, and that that was very digipetty. Like the props were really good and and organized in a very kind of organized way, uh, which is very uh, important for digipetty. Yeah. Overall, I think this song is a really good summer kind of chiller hip hop R and B song. Uh, the music video definitely does match that as well. So if you guys are kind of looking for a more chill summer hip-hop song, this one might be for you. Yeah, I think we haven't had, like, I, I don't know what Jay park has been doing, although you ju- did just say he released a song, like, right as we were preparing for this episode. But, like, Jay park hasn't been doing that this year, right? So uh, I, I do agree that this is probably the most summery R&B song we, 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 we got. You're right. At least this week. Um, we'll we'll see about next week. Summer, we still got some time in summer. Still oh got God, some time. Please let it end, please. But what I don't want to end though is cute girls being cute. And of course, my favorite song of the episode is cute girls being cute. I mean, you heard what our you know our K-pop roundtable right, our top uh, five songs of 2017, and every single one of my songs was a girl group. This is how I do. Yeah, um, and if you haven't heard it, that uh, we recorded a kind of top five in no particular order of 2017. We did it with one of our very good friends from K-Pop Hot Pod, Jonathan. He has very interesting picks, so if you guys really need some music re- recommendations, go and listen to that podcast. Yes, but uh, I talked about this group in that one, and it is Goo Goo Don with their not brand new, but kind of sort of new song, Rainbow.
So Gugudan, this is a B-side track. They released kind of a new music video, quote unquote, for it. This song is produced by Eric Limbaum and Maria Marcus. Now we've heard the name Eric Limbaum before. He's worked a lot with uh, SM's kind of. Uh, uh, he makes kind of middle tier songs. Yeah, you know? he, he does a lot of B side songs for like bigger SM artists yeah. though, like SNSD, yeah. Shiny. He's done some Vic stuff, um, but he does a lot of Japanese work. Um, but yeah, this is a B side for uh, the Gugudan album. It's called Act Two, Narciss Narcissus. Yeah, we we talked about was it last ep- or last episode or two episodes ago? We were talking about Monster X and how they were naming theirs. This one, not that much better. Yeah, it's not better. At least it's not called The Clan, okay? Oh, that was bad. But uh, The only clan good. I know is Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. Same joke this time around. All right. Um, thank you, Josh. They're, they're not the only clan. I'll, I'll make the same joke on my side, too. There's a big one. Are they big anymore? The Ku Klux? Yeah, the, that's the clan. <laughs> uh, but anyways, Gugudan, Rainbow, probably the complete opposite of Ku Klux Klan. And this song is exactly as Rainbow suggests. It's a very happy, very cute, very fun song. Um, it is very B-side-y. Um, I, I will give it that. But again, in kind of this uh, episode of 2017, it is one of the only girl group songs that was released. And it was one that I found inoffensive. Yeah, it's not I, the greatest. but I, I think this song, um, like you said, it is a B-side. I think it's an amazing B-side song. I do listen to a few albums, like, you know, for groups that I kind of do like. And just comparing to those B-side songs in this song, this is like one of the better ones. But I am not sure if this if if this came out as a lead single or like, you know, the lead song, it would really do all that well. It's not, I think, up to that quality, but... It's still a great song, very happy, cute, and fun, like you said, very fresh. Um, it's just a good pop song. Yeah, and the, the thing about Gugudan that we're starting to learn um, is just that they are they sing. Like, they're not Mamamoo singing, okay? But they have some good singers, and this song, even though it's a B-side song, like, for example, went to the Twice concert, we heard a lot of B-side songs. Some of them are pretty good, too, but they don't really sing that much in general, right, Twice? They have, like, maybe one or two singers, that are kind of carrying doing most of the work, but they they don't even have to sing that much, even in the song, you know, right? Even if Geo can sing, she doesn't have to sing much. Um, but this song, somebody is always working it in this Rainbow song. Yeah, I think there are maybe about, like I said, three or four girls that I think sing decently well, and they're just kind of just taking turns one after another in this song. Yeah, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but because I really did like the last Goo Goo Dawn song, right? So I watched a lot of lives and stuff and they like there are a couple videos where they're singing live and they, they sing surprisingly good, like really surprisingly well. Yeah, I think uh, you stumbled upon this kind of weird like dingo music or something that's similar like that. And you showed it to me and we were saying, wow, they their voices sound exactly like it sounds on the produced track. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I can totally buy it now with, with this Rainbow song. Like so it's actually really surprising just how much singing is done instead of sing talking like most girl groups uh do nowadays yeah and there's a good part i think during the chorus where the girls are kind of singing together and it it just really sounds very very full Mm -hmm. um but you know who's not full mina yeah like the music video is very low tier quality i mean it's just kind of a quick thing that they did really fast in a day and they're just all wearing pajamas it's like a pajama version 
They're wearing pajamas. They're making little snacks, and they're just kind of looking cute or whatever. Um, but Mina, always known for being kind of chubby, which I always liked. I always thought I, she was I, hella cute. I thought it was really cute. I thought it was kind of her charm. Yeah. And she's been slowly getting skinnier, you know, but I don't know what the fuck happened since we last saw her, but she lost so much weight. It looks worrisome. Sickly. It yeah. looks worrisome. Yes. It, it, I mean, she she's still cute, right? It's Yeah. Don't get us wrong. But it, it's amazing how much weight she lost in the bad way. Right. It, it's like, like, did you even eat anything in the last month? Like, yeah. And it, it's not. So some people, I think they'll gain a lot of weight in their faces. So when they lose it, it, it makes them look like they've lost a lot of weight, but they haven't. But you, you look at everything about Mina, like her shoulders or like her arms. It, it's, I think, uh, pretty serious. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and me, you know, you know, it's been a long time since we had a video version, but like I got a lot of face fat, specifically in the neck. Thanks, mom. Okay. <laughs> but like... Thank you, mother. But there's been times in my life where I've lost like 30 pounds, you know, in a couple months. But like the face is the last place it goes. Right. For me anyways. And usually chubby people are like that. So when not only is her whole face shrunken, you know, that, like I just can't believe what the rest of her body must look like or feel like. Um, she just became a twig. And, and, and you know what? That's, that's, that's unhealthy. It's unnecessary for sure. Like she was already skinny enough near the end of the last promotion you know cycle and, and and i mean it's not just steven and i that feel this way i think you can go and look on the internet about a bunch of articles saying how much weight she's lost and i understand the need for like professionals who are in the entertainment industry to like always look good but sometimes it's just really damaging you know when they have to be pressured to do certain things and i just wish that wouldn't be the case especially for young girls right right and but i mean even still though like i fully understand why i don't necessarily think it's necessary but i understand why you want girls skinny right you you, you don't want them that's the look but then there's a difference between skinny and sickly skinny right and like heroin, very fine heroin skinny yeah right? very fine line with mina right now so eat some food girl especially since the music video is like this pajama party where they're like eating snacks and stuff and then and then I'm like, this is probably the only food she's ever eaten in the last month. I don't think I even saw her eat anything in that music video. Yeah, she was probably like, just touching it was enough. Like pretending to eat. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. But girl groups, done. Uh, let's talk about solo artists. I always talk about solo artists, I feel like. And Steven, you always talk about girl groups. Nah. It's our right. thing, right? It's our thing. Longtime listeners will know I'm the R&B Chingu and Steven is the girl group happy Chingu. But let's throw a curveball in there and let's talk about Hayes. She has this new song called Don't Know You. Girl, girl. 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 Gir
Now this song is produced by Groovy Room. We're also going to talk about another Groovy Room song later on. He's been very busy, almost like Beanzino. But this song uh, made by Groovy Room and Hayes herself. And uh, if you guys are not familiar with Groovy Room, he does a lot of work with like Sick K, uh, Jay Park, Loco, people like that. Uh, recently, he did Blue Moon uh, with Hyunin and Changmo. So this guy is, these guys, I should say, it's a duo. They're very, very busy. Yeah. And Hayes, great voice. We've, we've always said, right? We Ever since she started singing, we're like, girl, stick to singing. You are the best when you're singing. Like, I love her voice. But sadly, in this song, she does a little bit of the, little bit of the no-no. I think it's like maybe 50-50. 50% of the time she's singing. I really love that 50%. The other 50% of the time, what was she doing? What are you, you, you sing rap, rapping? You sing talking, rap yeah. talking? What are you doing, girl? Like, no more of that. I don't, I don't think it's 50-50. I think it's like 70-30. But, but the sentiment is the same, which is, you know, a lot of times we say, oh, you don't need a rapper in this song. You don't need a whatever. Like, this needed somebody else. Like, I think that's why my favorite Hayes songs, even though I don't like him as much as Josh, my favorite Hayes songs is the one with Dean. Because there's somebody else to fill in this gap where Hayes is like, I want to rap, guys. And Dean is like, no, 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 no. Let me sing. You don't need to rap, right? He, he's easy, easy, girl, right? Yeah. And, and this song does sound very like like Dean could have j- hopped on at any moment. Yeah. And, and it would have been amazing uh, instead of, of when Hayes needs to sing. But yeah. uh, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. This song is still very good. But there are some things, obviously, that we are not fans of. Right. It's not a home run. It's good. Yeah. It's just not a... Um, I'm I'm a real big fan of the backing track. It's very kind of like synthy and it like pulsates, like in a kind of very catchy manner. Uh, it keeps the song very lively and like upbeat. I think it's a good use of that kind of effect. Uh, sometimes it can get really annoying, but uh, I think they kind of had it at a good level where it's noticeable yet not like at the forefront. So this video also very surprising. Also, a Digipedi music video, right, Steven? Yeah, um, it I mean it has shades of like the speaking of Dean, right? The Hayes and Dean videos, which were also Digipedi, um, but those are still more closed sets, right? Of like rooms and things like that. And in this one, it's still closed. It's not quite as open as the uh, Crush one, right? With the traveling and the skydiving and stuff. It's it's digipetty ish more so than the crush yeah. video, but still strange for digipetty. The yeah. digipetty we know, and like the whole concept of the music video is like fourteen ways to loose your teddy bear. That's what it says. I think they wanted to say to loose your yeah. teddy bear. No, they want to loosen. You know? Um, but even so, that doesn't make sense if it's still loose your teddy bear or lose your teddy bear. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Either way, it says loose. And then they kind of go through these 14 things, which half of them are the same thing. Basically just hitting your teddy bear or significant other, which I do not recommend. Yeah. And and there's just a lot of her 
fucking with this dude in a teddy bear outfit, right? And then ta-da! Guess who's the teddy bear all along? Shinies own you. Shinies own you? What are you doing here? Random. Totally random. You need work? Yeah. (laughs) You got nothing to do? Shouldn't you be making another 80s retro song with Drip Drop guy? I don't... Let's not talk about that song. But yeah, like, it's just kind of a weird thing of Hayes just kind of hitting or throwing things or shooting shooting this bear. Maiming and... Just yeah. spitting gum. It's it's but a like, very strange video. But like not in a fun way. But it's like kind of done in this like artsy kind of way of just kind of weird. Like like a lot of the videos this episode, we're writing this weird line of creepy and artsy, you know? And yeah. th- these are things we don't like, right? We don't like that line, right? We're not, we're not big fans of like high fashion, like avant-garde, modern art, things like that. Steven and I are, are pretty regular guys. Like things, we don't understand those things right. and why people necessarily like them. We understand people do like them a lot and we call those people crazy people. Yeah. But, yeah. but I guess if anything, it does, it's not that crazy in this video and it matches Hayes's kind of style you know the style they always put on her you know which is oh, except for hayes's kind of makeup and her outfits were just mm, no yeah, no they do that some like they put way too much makeup in like the red rose cheek thing and, and like very pink kind of eyeshadow that that clashes really nastily with her hair it's just not good yeah i don't know why they decided hayes needs to go for that but but they kind of have so i'm always amazed at you know, makeup artists' ability to make pretty women look strange. I mean, that is true, but I don't really think Hayes that pretty anyway. So, yeah. Well, to each their own. <laughs> you down with Hayes? You down with Hayes? I think Hayes is pretty. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. I think she's like okay. She's not ugly. But yeah, I mean, she's an attractive guy. I wouldn't say she's like, oh my god, you hot. Speaking of what I am down with, though. Hey. Okay. Now it's time to thank our Patreon. Chingos. And by the time this episode goes out, our Patreon only episode should have also gone out. And I think that was a good one, man. I I, I was stupid and I was like, it's probably only gonna be 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Like that's like an hour and a half banger of just us doing us. Yeah. Ranting, talking, yeah, arguing. Yeah, it was it was a good kind of behind the scenes of what it's like with when the mics are off and Steven and I are just kind of just doing whatever. Um, we ended up answering a lot of questions that our Slack chingus left for us, and there were actually a lot, a lot of questions. Yeah. So if you want to listen to that podcast, you're going to need to sign up on Patreon. But first, I want to thank the people, our best chingus, the people that donated $25 or more last month. And this time we got two names. Hey. It's been one for a very, very long time. Lauren C. We got <laughs> two now, baby. So we want to thank, of course, Lauren C. first. You've been a best chingu for a very, very long time. We have to whisper your name because you don't like it. Lauren C. I'm 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 not going to perpetuate this. Uh, Joshua. I will will do it every episode until you're like, stop doing that. I'm not going (laughs) to donate $25 if Josh keeps doing that. I'll donate $100 for you to stop. (laughs) But the other one, the new one, is by Sandra N. Thank you so much for becoming a best chingu. $25 or more. Any of you guys... Want to help us out? You can go to patreon.com slash this week in K-pop. You can get access to our Slack channel where you can talk to us, where you can leave comments about the episodes. You can talk about K-pop with other like-minded individuals. Uh, if you donate $5 or more, you can start getting access to that Patreon-only podcast we are talking about. And if you want to do- donate more than that, you can help us um, 
figure out uh, reaction videos to react to, which I still haven't gotten on top of that. But we will soon. <laughs> but we will soon. So thank you guys so much. Uh, let's move on. Chugga, chugga, chugga. Right? You guys helped pay for our podcast. And in this next song, someone definitely helped pay for this song. That was a good one, right? That was, that was a good-ass transition, man. I yeah. was like, yo. Some of your transitions, I'm like, Steven, ah, okay. But this one, I was like, where are you going? Where are you going? Oh, I did it. You got me good, man. And this is by more girls who would have thought Hyorin and Kisum with their collaboration song, Fruity. Now, this song is produced by Lipton Ice Tea, <laughs> brought to you, of course, by Lipton Ice Tea. And if you want to drink some tea, you should probably make it Lipton Ice Tea. Refreshing and sweet. Also, of course, Groovy Room. Um, but yeah, the joke is like the music video is just filled with Lipton Ice Tea. There's even that generic part where she like picks up the bottle with the label facing forward, does the slow motion drink from it. Like the CF shot, 100%. There were, it came to a point where you and I were like, is this a CF song? I it has to be like, and, and even if it's not, it really is because they they definitely put up the money for this music video. Yeah, Lipton was everywhere. Yeah, but uh, you know, also who's everywhere? Groovy Room, because this is another Groovy Room song, but slightly different than um, the other Groovy Room song. You know, uh, it's not a sick K. It's not like a chill one, right? It's not a J Park. It's a little bit more upbeat, right? It's got this kind of Spanish guitar strumming. That kind of pushes the beat forward, which I really enjoy. I've always liked Hyorin's voice. Yeah. Again, I liked the other Groovy Room song, the the Blue Moon with Hyorin and Changmo. I still really enjoy that song. Yeah. And I think Hyorin, to this point, she's actually done a lot of solo work. If you actually go back and look at all the songs she released, I think, obviously, she released an album. But besides that album, she she does a lot of collabs with a lot of people. Uh, a really old Hyorin song we really love is Erase. And I don't think there's ever been a Hyorin single that we've hated um, because obviously we're really big fans of Hyorin. And I think the style of music that she chooses for her single songs is very good and it does fit her voice very well. Yeah, I just love her voice. It's just so unique. Like another Hyorin collab, I can't remember, but it was with that like American EDM DJ. Recently, yeah. It's we not on my playlist because yeah. the Korean version it can't be found. 
Um, I forgot what his name was. It was like something like a John Kim or some kind of super generic American name. And I remember that song. We were like, there's some stutter in it or it feels like it feels like it jumps in the track. Is that the song you're talking about? I don't think so. I don't think that's the song. Was that Blue Moon? I think you're thinking of Blue Moon. Is Blue Moon the one with the jump? Yeah. It, well, I don't Is this know the if... one where she's in Hong Kong? Case in point, there's a lot of Hyorin singles out there. No, okay. Yeah, the one with the Asi- the American EDM guy is in Hong Kong. Yeah. Okay, okay. But I don't remember a skip. I, maybe, maybe we're thinking of different things, but with different words. Anyways. Um, anyways, all that matters is, is that I just have always liked her voice. So when I hear her voice, I'm just like, hot damn. And I've always weirdly been in not love but i've always really liked kiss some stuff you know there of course is the super good kiss some stuff like that song i can never ever remember the name of but was on our top 10 like two years ago what's that song called john oh hold on uh we, we should never we, i know we can never remember the name but i uh we love that song so it's great much. song you know Kisum has had ups and downs since then but i've always relatively liked her songs too and so when i heard that they were together i was like this could only be amazing or, or I mean, Hyorin is so so specific in her style. I think she's very R and B heavy, and Kisum has a very specific rapping style that she does not change. That's so true. when I was from when I first heard this song, I was like, "How is Kisum gonna fit into this?" That's true. I, I do agree with that. I think for me, I was just hearing the name and hearing the name, and I wasn't really thinking about like how they would mesh. The, yeah, the stylings and and the styling mesh is is decent. Like this song is not amazing. But it's it's decent. Kisum has two rap parts, and the first rap part is a little suspect. Like she's trying to change up her flow a little bit too much, I think. Um, but the second Kisum rap part is actually decent. I actually think the second rap part sh- should have been the only one, and I would have been like, "Damn, Kisum and Hyorin actually went together pretty well." Yeah, I think because it it is a it's not a feature. It's a kind of like a duet. It's an, it's an X. X. Yeah. So Kisum, I think, had to rap longer than normal and like like you wrote here she has to kind of settle into her flow Mm -hmm. because the first one is i think if if it was someone okay this sounds really strange but i'm just gonna say it if if it was someone else's voice rapping that i would not have picked that as a kisum flow because i think kisum has a very specific rapping style and she also has a very specific voice and it was really strange to hear this almost kind of hyped kind of rapping style from Kisum's more yeah. m- melancholy kind of flow. It just doesn't really match. And I don't think she's good at it, right? It, it was kind of awkward when she kind of first came in. You're like, oh, that w- that's a little weird. Too strong, too strong, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. And, but then she kind of dials it back after the initial punch, and it's like, okay, Kisum, you know, not bad. She's not in the music video, though. Strange. Weirdly. It's pretty much all Hyorin, all Hyorin and some random backup dancers, even though there's no dance to this song. And they don't dance particularly well. Yeah, they're just kind of doing just generic kind of like shake your body kind of dance. It's not a dance. It's not a choreography dance. It's no. just like we're we're holding a drink in our a club. hand. And yeah. yeah, yeah, not not super useful. But I, I do think Hyorin looked great I, because sometimes Hyorin looks kind of creepy. Like she had a solo song where she did a lot of staring into the camera can't remember what that song was called but i thought we were both saying that she looked kind of creepy during that but i thought she looked she looked good in this one i think the color and the it was very kind of sistari right like lots of color lots of lipton iced tea you know but she did lose some weight 
you know, speaking of Mina losing weight, it's not as much, of course, as Mina did. But still quite noticeable. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing because, again, I, oh, we've always liked Yorin because she was kind of thick, right? And, yeah. And she had really nice legs. Everything. And, and, yeah. Yeah, everything. Um, yeah. Uh, but I, I still think she looked pretty good. Yeah. I, I think, uh, like, songs that are more bright and upbeat where she's like smiling and happy, I think that's where she looks the most attractive. Mm. Now, I do really like the songs where it's more kind of sadder or R&B, like singing about heartbreak. But in those videos, music videos, I don't really think she's as attractive as she is when she's smiling and happy and having fun. I mean, I think that for me that, you know, I like happy and I like fun. And this one is kind of the... Not really R&B version of it, but as R&B as I can, I'm going to get this, this episode, right? Yeah, it's happy and poppy, but still R&B. Yeah. Gugudan yeah. was just pure pop, right? And this one is 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 as R&B as I'll go, I guess. Speaking of weird shit. Yeah, so uh, this is my last pick of this week. And originally it was going to be th- this song that was really, really chill. But you know what? I was like, switch it up. Let's talk about this station song. And it's a really interesting collab. It's from this weird DJ that we've never heard from. His name is Imle. Uh, the featuring is Sick K. And the song is Del Carcomini. <laughs> We don't have time Mama, is that you? Uh, so we actually learned something about this word. Um, it's it's the long version of decal. Yeah. Which is, okay, cool. It's like printing things onto part pottery, like printing designs onto pottery and art things. Or yeah, something. originally like stenciling stuff on pottery. So we're like, what does this have to do with any fucking thing? Uh, but this collab, like I said, is a SM, SM station DJ Imle uh, and Scream Records which is SM's EDM label. Obviously, the producer is Imle and Sik K, and Imle is the DJ uh, DJ from Scream. So Sik K, we've talked about a lot of his stuff. I think our favorite song of his is Rendezvous. Um, that was Forever, I think a f- yeah a few years back. That song is like chill hip hop, one hundred percent. And this song is Sik K still doing his his thing, but it's not chill hip hop. It's really I think like happening a lot of things are happening and the thing i like the most about this song is that it has this kind of horn sound in the backing track 
it's not like actual horns. It might be an effect. It might have like a synth sound to it. But that song or that part makes this song so good. And yeah, that's kind of why I, I knocked the other song and put this one in. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting because Sick K is just doing his normal thing. He, he doesn't really change that much stuff. Uh, but instead of working with Groovy Room, who's a lot more chiller, he's working with Imlay, who is a lot more hyper and EDM and like go, go, some go, drops go. and some fat ass things. And weirdly, again, kind of like Hyorin and Kisum, where you think their styles are so different. You're like, how can that fit together? But it does. It, it kind of does in this one. Um, yeah. And I think there's a very good flow to this song uh, as well. The the normal parts I think that Sikkei kind of has problems with working with Groovy Room is that it sounds a little bit too same-samey and the song kind of drones sometimes. But this song, I think the parts where it would drone, it, uh, the DJ Imlay, he does a very good job of like putting stuff in the background that kind of like is building the song up to like the chorus. And I think it was actually a really, really good pairing. Now, the music video, though. What the fuck is going on here? Yeah, if you're a long-time podcast listener, you know, like, SM has some weird shit sometimes, right? I.e. Hitchhiker? Yeah, they got Hitchhiker, uh, but they also just do some weird graphics and stuff. So, like, this is, like, bad Hitchhiker graphics, right? It's got weird cross-dressing dude wearing weird things. You see his nipples? You see his nip? I mean... And not in the Silky Boys way. But he's also wearing like a silky see-through shirt sometimes, and and it starts with like two people with like I don't even know how to describe it, like a linking. It's like a scarf that two people are covering. They're you covering can put their your heads, heads into both sides of the scarf tunnel, right? Yeah, and it's, it's like weird. linking it. Uh, it's just such a weird, weird video. I, I really don't know why. Like Sike actually is just normal Sike. He's like in a white room. He's just doing his thing, dressed head to toe in his sick K stuff, doing a sick K thing. Dancing around. And then around that, they just add just weird shit after weird shit after weird shit. Like, do you, re- I don't know if you guys remember how old you guys are, but there were like these screensavers, like Microsoft, like not like screensavers that had these weird ass graphics and like weird moving things. That's what these graphics look like to me. I, just, I mean, yeah, I guess, but Microsoft and Windows worse. 98 screensaver decals. But it, it's not that because those were just like kind of geometric shapes. But like these are just like there's a weirdness attached to it. Like now right. it's a person's head. Now it's like, w- you know, weird things. And then there's the cross dressing dude in the back. Right. It's like it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. I just don't but like why? Like, I think this song. Could have could be something you could potentially show to somebody who's not into K-pop, right? You could be like, "This is interesting. You got this EDM style. You have this sick K style." But then, because it's wrapped in this fucked up rapper, you can't show this to anybody because they're just gonna be like, "The fuck's wrong with you?" And and why the fuck are you yeah. watching? Yeah, and to kind of piggyback on your point, this is such like a novel yet known thing for us because. We are very familiar with Sikkei. We're very familiar with Korean R&B um, and the kind of Korean style EDM. And just mixing it all together, it's become something new and it's really fresh. But like you said, the music video is such a turnoff. Like, what are you going to yeah. do? Yeah. I don't know why. Like, I, I don't know who. And this is something we'll talk about later on, too. But like, I don't know who the audience is for this music video. Like, SM... Their playbook is just so strange nowadays. I, I really and, and yeah, I know it's a station song, and there's been some weird ass station songs, right? But like for this 
style of music, like you maybe you could have gotten sick K fans into this kind of EDM style. But and be like, hey, SM, like we could fucks with them. Yeah, yeah, like oh shit. But then they add on this thing that just like undercuts any potential across pollinization, right? They they just put weird shit on it and SM lovers will love it, but you can't get new people into that shit, you know? Yeah. It's like having a a perfect resume or something and then going to an interview dressed like a fucking weirdo. Or a perfect resume and it's written in comic sans. Yeah. Like, that's a good one too. Yeah. What what you doing? You could easily fix that. Good analogy. Don't fucks with it. But uh I don't have a good transition for this one. Speaking of things that the music video is not great. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of fun songs, how about that? Because sure. I love fun songs. Ragugudans was fun. Ke- uh, Hyorens was kind of fun. This was really fun. Maybe after a couple more listens, this might be my favorite song after, after you know, at the end of the day. I, I, think, I don't know. I think this song is in your wheelhouse, Stephen. This um, PP is in your wheelhouse. Oh, it is. This is definitely my PP right here. Oh, yeah. Um, and much like in real life, not many people have heard of this PP. All right. Sorry, Steven. You're right. Uh, this is by a girl named Kissin featuring another girl called Heisel. And their song together is called Love Like I Do. Never heard of them, Stephen. Never heard of them. Also, when I tried to Google Kissin, I even did like Kissin singer, Kissin K-pop, Kissin singing K-pop. Every single time, the first Google entry is K-pop boys kissing. Okay. Apparently, when you write Kissin K-pop, they just want to know about K-pop boys kissing. We don't want to go to that dark side of K-pop. I don't want to be there. We don't want to go to that dark side. But The fanfic side. This is uh, just Happy Tropical House. That makes me happy. We've heard a lot of Tropical House, you know? And we actually heard quite, uh, like, two other boy groups um, in preparation for the podcast that did Tropical House. I, I don't remember their names because they were... I think they one was Uptension. Was one Uptension yeah. and one was, like, Vav or something like that. And, like, they tried... Like, they started this song with Tropical House and then they kind of undercut it by just going back to generic K-pop, you know? Like, they couldn't commit. Yeah. Um, but this song is, like... One of the most 
tropically house all the way through tropical house songs. I mean, you know, since maybe really, really, and even, even really, really has some other sounds in there sometimes, you know, it has like a YG kind of sound to it sometimes. Yeah. This is just fun. It's fun. It's, it, it, it makes me happy again. I think they do the chorus uh, right where it's all backing track and there's a tiny bit of haze and there's a tiny bit of like echoey, you know, like I do, but it's just kind of for dancing. And I think the music video, while it's not shot amazingly and it's pretty low budget, very low budget. I think they're shooting in some basketball court behind some apartment complex. That's true. But it has a good focus on dancing. Now, they may not be the best dancers of all time, but there's like a lot of dance circle stuff, not like choreography dancing. It, it, it really looked like it, maybe a dance group might bust out this song and kind of do a dance circle. And and I like that. I, I like that feeling of just kind of happiness and free freeness and summertimeness, you know? Yeah. And I think, like you mentioned before, like we would rather have this song than Card's Rumor. And Card is oh, yeah. very famous for kind of doing the Tropical House kind of style. And like you said, this song is is simple. And I think Tropical House is, like you said, made for dancing. It's simple. And if you can get your head bobbing, your body moving, then mission accomplished. Yeah. And I think this song does a good job of that. It doesn't try too hard. It, like, it doesn't try to make it too, too R&B. It doesn't make, try to make it any too sexy, right? Because kind of rumors like a little bit more sexy, right? This is just fun times. It's fun. Yeah. And the girl rapper, High Soul. It's not bad. Pretty darn good, actually. She actually fits the song pretty dang well. Yeah. Doesn't go on for too long. Um, She just kind of pops up out of nowhere randomly and then just immediately pops out. Um, kind of like the, the rapping collaboration or rapping featuring that you would like if you want to put a rapping thing in your in your song, you know? Yeah. So that's Kiss N. K-I-S-S-N. Love Like I Do. Yeah, we got some some songs here. Like, I'm I'm pretty sure you haven't heard of some of these people, but you know, there's a few you have. Um, you, you know, right? We talked about a B-side song. We talked about kissing, right? This Imlay Sikke Station song. Now, to be fair, though, we would love to talk about bigger names. We would love to love more things, but uh, that's kind of how 2017 yeah. has gone. But what we do love is iTunes reviews. And the last two main episodes, we didn't have any new iTunes reviews. No, that's a shame. Kind of, kind of a shame, mm-hmm. but. This time, we got one, baby. Real or um, And actually, for iTunes ratings, we are now at 150 ratings. So I'm very happy about that. Only I think, 50 off to 200. I think we were like, man, a couple of months ago, we were like, man, if we could at the end of like March or something hit 150. Sadly, it's, cooking. it's July already. But we are very, very thankful for all the people who left ratings and especially reviews. So let me read the one review we got. We got one from BGA Army. And this is a very long one, so keep up with... Uh, but you know what? You're the only one. So we're dedicating so this we to So we want to read your whole thing, Bobber. So BGA Army says, Yo, I wrote an iTunes review a few weeks ago, but apparently it didn't get recorded. Nevertheless, I like this podcast so much that I'm more than willing to write another one. One of the main reasons I enjoy this podcast is because it helps me discover some lesser-known K-pop artists as I continue my journey out of the fangirl cave. I think it's important for fans to challenge their biases and strive to be more discerning and informed listeners. And the discussions presented in This Week in K-Pop have definitely done that for me. I also really like that Stephen and Josh sometimes have dissimilar tastes in music. 
as it creates a good variety of songs in the lineup. Often I find at least one song or artist in each episode that piques my interest. Although I sometimes do not agree with their choices or opinions, the humor is on point and keeps coming. Uh, it keeps me coming back for more. All in all, Twick is thoughtful, funny, informative, and a little bit sexy. Not sure about that one. I'm sure about that one. Um, I think even non-K-pop fans would enjoy this podcast. Keep up the good work, guys, and thank you. Thank you, BJ Army. Yeah, I think uh, you said everything. I mean, we ranted about, like, pretty much we ranted about this in our last main episode, and you just completely vindicated us, you know, of, like, why do we do this podcast, right? We want to help you guys discover lesser-known artists. And I think this quote is is exactly what we want, which is I want to continue my journey out of the fangirl cave. Like, I think that's really important and really happy that we made it work for you. Yeah, I think it's very nice that people have biases. Like, it's great that you love something, uh, but sometimes you you should not like everything that they put out, right? Right. Like, I have biases, as we just talked. I like happy, fun things, right? But I don't like every happy, fun thing, you know? Um, I just happen to prefer that, right? And, and Joss likes R&B, but yeah. he doesn't like every R&B song. Unfortunately, you cannot. Uh, we also like cute girls being cute, and holy shit, there's some bad cute girls being cute. We're stuff. about to talk about two songs where they are doing a great job at making cute girls not cute. Yeah. In our spotlight section of 2017, big names. No game. Unfortunately. Wait, it's weird that you said big names. Oh, yeah. I always say big you names. always say big names, right? I'm sorry. Let me, let's redo that. All right. Okay. And now. We move on to our favorite section, 2017, Big Names. No games. Where we talk about songs that uh, are big names that we didn't really super enjoy. Although, I think this is the the least no games in a while. Like, I actually think both of these songs can be okay at times. Yeah, they're. I think they're decent to subpar songs, but I don't hate them. But we do have some problems with them. Yes. And I definitely do like the other six songs we talked about more than these two, right? I, I would even go as far to say much more. Ooh, much more. Yes. Oh, interesting. Um, I don't know about much more for the second one. The first one, though, definitely. Definitely. I think I'm with you on that, too. Yeah. The first one is by a, a pretty big name. They've been around for a while. They've been around for a while. They haven't been making hits, though, recently. And I think their last couple songs have been real duds. Yep, and that is A-Pink with their brand new song, One, Two, Three, Four, Five.
was that no 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 or is that this song see I don't know because you know, uh, you know because no 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 is an amazing song. This one's not. Yeah, this song is like the terrible cousin of no no no. Well, that's the thing with a lot of Aping songs recently. Um, so this song is produced by Shin Zedong Tiger, who has done a lot of Aping songs. Um, specifically, no no no, love, remember, and a bunch of other ones. Also, it's by I don't know who they are, but it's Boem X Nang. Which I guess is two people. I guess one yeah. one dude named Boehm and one dude named Nang. Yeah, they apparently work on a lot of like B sides for A Pink. So mm-hmm. they actually, I think, probably work with Shinsandong Tiger a lot, and they've made this monstrosity. Right. And A Pink has tried other producers, right? They tried uh, Black Eyed Pilsung with Only You. They try, of course, Double Psychic. Of course, did Mr. Chu, right? But they keep going back to Shinsandong Tiger, and, and I don't really know why. Like it's been quite a while, I think, since Shinsan Tiger has made a great songs. Maybe I'm crazy in that, and I just don't remember. Yeah, Shinsan like, Tiger, I think, has more of a dated sound now, even. Yeah, and and the thing is, though, you know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, this is very throwbacky, right? Old aping songs." And while that's kind, I guess that's true. It it, it is kind of an older aping style. It's just not a very good version of that, I don't think. Yeah, and. I think A Pink is kind of pigeonholed into this cute kind of fresh concept where a lot of the members are getting a lot older. Uh, obviously, they're still very young, but they've been doing this style for so long. And I think most groups, quote unquote, evolve yeah. into a different style. And A Pink's kind of done the same style from day one. Yeah. But the, well, the thing is, they kind of did a little bit differently with. No, 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 Mr. Chu. And those were kind of their most popular songs for, you know, and then they quickly regressed back to before that, right? This cutesy, like, yeah, which is bizarre to me. But um, what else is bizarre to me is Bomi's haircut. The haircut choices. I, I, I don't know how hard to stress this, but like, you know, we had a lot to say about Blackpink's outfit choices, right? We probably spent way too long talking about how bad those were. But this haircut is worse than that by at least tenfold. Yeah. So the last single that they released, I th- was it Only You that they was the last one? I can't remember, honestly, because all of them kind of mesh together because they're so shitty. But we were like, is that Bomi? Who's that? Uh, we're like, oh, that's not the Bomi we know. And when we saw this music video, it was like, oh, unfortunately, that's the Bomi we know. But looks like she's wearing a fucking wig. Yeah, like... Bomi was somebody that maybe a couple years ago, I like during the no 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 era, I was like, she's so cute. I I really think she looks good, and I don't I don't know what's been happening, uh, but like they they keep style stylizing her like worse and worse, and then for this one, like they gave her this like short bowl haircutty thing that looks atrocious. It looks awful. And it's not just the fact that it's short hair. And I, I, in general, don't like short hair. It's just, it's like kind of like that joke haircut you put on like elementary school kids in Korea. You, you know, they it looks do like that, Chu Sarang. Right? Do you guys know Chu Sarang yeah. from Superman Returns? Like that little girl. She looks like she got that haircut. Like Koreans do this weird thing where they like, when they know you're not cute as a kid, they'll purposefully put up even worse haircut. To kind of like play in the joke, right? Like dope you up a little bit, make right. you a little bit dopey. Be like, if you, you know, if you're never gonna look cute, we might as well make you look as fucked up as possible, right? Like put a bowl cut on you, this yeah. weird ass bob cut, 
Like, that's not a joke. Koreans really do that. Yeah. I, I don't know why. And this re- really seemed like it. Like, But Bomi's pretty. I think I read somewhere that something about her hair was, like, really fucked up because of all the dyeing and stuff. So they needed to cut it anyways. And that's how somebody was trying to, like, think this is okay. But I'm like, there are hundreds of other short haircuts you could have gone with rather than I'm going to fuck you up bowl haircut. And also, her hair is still dyed in this. So I, I don't know... I don't know what y'all are doing. I don't know. It, it, And not only that, but her face and haircut is the thumbnail to this music video. Like, that's how confident they were. That it was going to be a hit. And it like, was not a hit. Pink has very beautiful girls in it. Any, uh, more than any of them else could have been the thumbnail. But they went with fucking ratchet ass, ugly, bony hair. Sorry, Bomi. You got the short end of the it's stick. It's not ratchet. I don't know why I said ratchet. It's just... It's nasty. It's just nasty. And, you know, that aside again, right? So the song is really not that catchy. Oh, right. We forgot to talk about the song. It has, like, it does have that throwback catchiness of, like, the one, two, three, four, five, where it's, like, it's not, it's, like, inherent catchiness, right? Whenever you count to a melody. Yeah. I mean, if you repeat something over and over and over again, and it's, like, have some sort of melodic like flow to it it can get catchy and and they do repeat uh, why oh why oh why why oh why one two three four five why oh why oh why and that's the only thing you can remember out the song but it it doesn't carry the song yeah and it also has a lot of filler time you know if they're not saying one two three four five they're not saying why oh why oh why the rest of it is just kind of bland and 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 not very interesting and kind of sing-talky which i don't want you don't want who wants that I don't know. Shins on Tiger, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's a little sad. Like, I think Aping could have been more popular if they went a certain direction, you know, if they did try to evolve their, their sound a little bit. But it just seems like they keep just saying, you know, it worked five years ago. Let's just keep doing it and keep doing it. And they, they, they have middling success because they are Aping, right? They are a pretty big group. But I highly doubt they've gotten new fans in a very long time right yeah. they've kept existing fans which i guess is okay for k-pop groups but i just don't i don't see new fans really getting in man this this one two three four five song you know it's yeah. like no and that's kind of the sad thing about a pink it's like they started off decently high like a few of their songs are sort of popular and then they hit that huge spike uh, in that year or two where they had Mr. Chu and No, No, No and all those good songs and OUVE was pretty good too. And then a sharp just decline after that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. What also is sad um, is this next song we're going to talk about. Not as sad as A-Pink's Five, but it does have another sketchy haircut choice. Mm-hmm. The song is uh, Red Flavor and it's by Red Velvet. <laughs> Yeah, 
this song is produced by people that we kind of recognize their names, but not really. This guy named Daniel Caesar and Ludwig Lindell. I think we recognize the last name Lindell, but it turned out to be a different Lindell. Right. And we surmise they might be siblings, but who knows? Maybe that's a common name in like Sweden or something. Who knows? But SM, you know, European producers and all that shit. SM, you you were doing some weird things in that Imlay Sik K song. And and you're doing some weird things here now. Uh, well, to be fair, Red Velvet has always done weird things. Yes. Uh, this concept, uh, to be fair, I saw some teaser pictures because it was on Instagram. And I thought they were going to do like some fruity summer concept. And I was like, oh, that could be really good. Maybe they're going to give them colors and yada, yada, yada. And that's not what we got. Uh, it, it, it It's Red Velvet, grown women, uh, acting quirky but in a very immature and kiddish kind of way. Uh, again, who are you trying to win over with this concept? Uh, do boys like it? No, I don't think so. Do girls like it? I don't particularly think so. Middle school girls, particularly, I know. So who is who is this for, SM? Is it for yourselves? Yeah, I, I mean... I. I will say though that of the red velvet concepts, like this is much better than rookie because rookies mm. was really weird. That um, was the music video for that was really weird, but the concept itself for rookie, I don't think it really had a, a prevalent concept to be honest. I think this one, they really tried to do something, but it's kind of like all over the place. I mean, you, you don't think, I mean, if you're taking out the music video, then like, what are you, what are you talking about? Because in the music video, I think the strangest part of that, that about that music video that stuck out to me was that weird monster thing. But they're wearing weird clothes, like weird child princessy clothes and like super, lots of pink and a lot of like, they're, they're trying to act cute with like, Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. Like that one I think has way more, uh, oh, not way more, but it also has the grown women acting kiddish kind of concept. Okay. I'll, I can agree with that. But I think... In terms of like costume choices and concepts, I think Red Velvet has always been kind of weird. Like going back to like ice cream cake, they were wearing those weird rugs. I don't know what the fuck those were like in the desert. Do you remember that? Like, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I'm just saying, like, I I, I think this is very par for course course. Mm. for Red Velvet, maybe slightly better. Um, not, not, not saying it's good or anything, but, uh, uh, but, but that, that's also a constant, um, complaint we have of Red Velvet, right? Which is, as you said, is like, who is this for, right? We we've always said that like Red Velvet is pretty popular. People like Red Velvet, but like only in certain situations, right? Only in certain like kind of hallways, right? Like the dance hallway, right? When we when we watch our middle schoolers do a dance, a lot of times Red Velvet songs come out, you know, because they're fun. They're really involved. I think their choreography is more active than like you know the average girl group. Right. Uh, dance and the uh, girls love singing i mean i heard looky looky so many goddamn times i just wanted to slap them because i'm like that's not english looky looky steven but you know they're missing an entire boy market right an entire adult market right which is weird to say but like twice is cute but they're not cutesy right which is a reason why a boys like them and also adults kind of like their songs right because it's not super niche, you know, it's very generic. Right. right. And Red Velvet's always been this weird niche bit. And this song kind of still pounds that niche in his home of like, it's, it's weird. The music video is weird. And, and that's what people want. Like, yeah. 
not oh, necessarily. It's, it's got that weird dude in it who sounds like he's having a stroke, and he's just like saying "Red Velvet" like in a weird, like his tongue is on fire or something. And plus, the music video in the music video itself, uh, the girls have apparently lost more weight. I didn't, I didn't even know that was possible, and it just kind of adds to this whole strange, quirky grown women trying to be kiddish because the frames are. Like yeah, they're yeah. They, because they're skinnier. Their their frames are looking more and more childish, right? right. And they're all all pretty. Like and it, it's all kind of shot, and they look really small, right? I I don't. I'm sure most of them are pretty small in general, right? But like it, it, they just look very kiddish, and it, it kind of bothers me sometimes, right? And like right, the whole I guess thing of this music video is they're having like I guess counseling sessions with For fruit. fruit? And I didn't give a shit, but Josh actually like fucking play by played all the he read all the Korean, you know that that during these interviews that these still doesn't make saying, sense. It still doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah. But like one of the things with Red Velvet is they they've been weird, they've been quirky, but of the music videos that I can remember, their their music videos are still shot decently well. Um, most of the time you can see the dance very well, you can see them very well. Um, it's not filled with cuts and a lot of things. And this music video is just filled to the brim with cuts. It's filled to the brim with extra shit that makes it hard to focus on. Right. And it's filled to the brim also with the song itself is actually kind of noisy at times too. Right. Where it just feels kind of main maniac and kind of like hard to focus on and hard to see what's going on. So I, I do have to say that a lot of K-pop fans like looking for easter eggs and things like that they like pausing and kind of looking and that's fine and all but the problem with this music video is that you combine that easter egg kind of hunting with all these cuts and it's just it's add wrapped up into a music video right like there are parts where they look um, they look great i mean hair choice aside right um i think one of the outfits that like the first couple outfits that they wear actually looks pretty good like it's i think kind of modern uh, it does look like something a girl might wear, actually, you know, but fit, then mixed with just cut and cut and this. And now we're interviewing with these fruits and then this and it's here's random fruit shots. It's And there's like a frame and there's words on the bottom, like dialogue, and they're doing like sign language in a corner. Like, wh- what is going on? Right. Like, like I think it's there's a, a way to do that without it feeling so cut up and. Like if they wanted to do that, I feel like they could have committed. I think they could have committed hard to this weird interviewee fruit concept, right? But they mix that with dancing shots and they mix that with random fruit shots, right? And they mix that with like weird green screen CG stuff. And it's just kind of like, I actually don't even know what the, the dance was like because it was just so in and out and in and out and cutting and cutting. And, and we watched, um, a, a live performance and I'm not a fucking red velvet choreography pro, but this seemed like the least interesting red velvet choreography in quite a long time. Oh, by far. Like usually red velvet choreographies, there's something that kind of will stand out. They are, I think pretty good at making point dances. And this one, there's nothing that I could point to. I mean, pun intended. Uh, there's nothing I could point to and said, okay, that's the thing that all the kids are going to copy. That's the thing that, like, you know, if I do that little dance in class, everybody's like, oh, you're, do- you're doing the, you know, the red flavor, red velvet dance. Like, you know, you, you need that, I think, for red velvet because we were talking about how red velvet has a huge kind of following for kids copying their dances. And 
even though I think they could copy the stance, it's not one of the more strong ones. Right. Yeah. I mean, and again, of course, maybe we just need to watch it a million more times. Maybe there is a dance thing that, that we just didn't see. But again, I think that's a problem with the video if we just couldn't pick that up, right? Right. But the thing is, this song is kind of split to me between the verse and, and the chorus and the breakdown of the chorus, right? Like, the chorus is is, is pretty good. I actually do enjoy it. Like, I think it's much better than Rookie, uh, much better than some of the... Uh, well, Russian Roulette, I guess, is, is pretty good. I, I'm a big fan of Russian Roulette, yeah. so I can't really say anything. Definitely better than Rookie. And the chorus and the breakdown and, and the, I guess, build up to the chorus is a significant portion of the song. It's probably like 70% of the song. But there's also like the, the verse, and the verse is very boring and very sing-talky and very lacking personality. And there's nothing um, to like push it along, you know? Right. And the, But the it, the ordering of the of the thing is so weird to me because... As we mentioned previously, there's this kind of dude, right, having, having the, the 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 numb tongue, right, the the stroke voice, and when he's doing that kind of voice in the background of the chorus, um, it's okay, totally fine. Totally I can get fine. down with it, actually. It's kind of interesting, a little hitchhikery, right? Kind of interesting. But then, I guess during the breakdown of the after the chorus, he it's like all this dude, right? Like they gave him the microphone, like okay, it's your turn to shine now, right? And then, and, and it's kind of weird and, and I, but I, maybe I can get used to it, but immediately after that, it goes back to the verse, which is totally boring and totally different than this kind of quote unquote interesting uh, stroke voice, right? Yeah, it, it totally completely takes you out of the song. Yeah. You're like, whoa, wait, like, this, weird. Like what, what's happening here? Um, and, and so like that ordering just makes it feel extra uh, uh, breaky to me. Um, yeah. Like it's not a Frankenstein-y song uh at all in my mind um because they're like you said two main parts arguably three but that part just really just chops the song in half almost yeah yeah i i, I don't know i i think in the grand scheme of things like i, I don't hate this song right um you know the reason we put on big name no games is because we do like the other six songs better right yeah and obviously we had to talk about red velvet so right but it, i i like this song more than the aping song of course right Maybe I'll have to fight you, but I, even then, I like this way more than the Blackpink song, you know, that we also know game. I actually like this a lot more than that Blackpink song as yeah. well. And the thing, they did something very good here that uh, I haven't really noticed before in Red Velvet songs. Uh, the chorus, they layered their voices very nicely so I could hear that multiple girls are were singing at once. And Red Velvet kind of has this problem where their voices sound very similar and it's sometimes hard to tell if more than one person is singing, but the chorus really, really did that like very well to, to make it seem like they're all singing together. I mean, I didn't really notice, but maybe it's yeah. just because I, I didn't pay attention enough. Yeah. Maybe it's just me nitpicking, but I think that was uh, kind of a good thing that Red Velvet hasn't done before, at least not to my memory. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd really actually like to see that more in their songs. Yeah. I, the thing is with Red Velvet, because they're always so weird right they're always so quirky I, I don't even really know what i want from a red velvet song right true like even the songs that i do enjoy from them are so different you know like happiness is very different than dum dum right which is very different than russian roulette right, right. and so they, they keep trying these these weird things and people like it you know it's not obviously they're fucking sm i just don't know how long they're going to continue this, this quirky, kind of weird school like grown women into schoolgirl thing yeah, because, I mean, Irene is not, even though she looks very young, she's not young. She's like 26 or something. 
Right, but we live in a world where fucking eighteen-year-olds are like doing sexy shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's just a weird reversal of logic. You know, like why, why, why do this? Just why? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And, and maybe that's just my dumbness, which is like I want cute, cute girls being cute. And the thing is, I, I said it in in when we were talking about uh, girls next door, right? Like Sulky, she's really cute. You know, she's re- really pretty. Yeah, Irene, really cute. Very, very pretty. That she, they fucked up her bangs on this. Fucking why? Oh, I'm so upset. Oh, Irene is so pretty, and they fucked up those bangs so bad. It looks like, okay, so sometimes in Korea, uh, in middle schools that are are girls' middle schools, they will cut their own bangs. I don't know for the 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 life of me why they do that. But it looks like Irene cut her own bangs and she's like a middle school student. It's fucking terrible. It's like not straight. It's, it's fucking crooked. terrible. It's so bad. It looks oh like a, a comb was just stuck there. But which hair is worse though? Irene's bangs or Bomi's hair? Bomi's hair, for Bomi's sure. Hair. Yeah, you're right. 100%. 100%. So anyways, well, uh, I forgot why I was talking oh, about I'm this sorry. I, I, you said bangs and yeah. it triggered me. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I was saying that like, like they're very pretty girls, but I think they go out of their way again to make them not look pretty right with the quirkiness and, and the weirdness um and, and i just don't i don't know I, I don't know what the longevity is like in two years are we still gonna get red velvet doing this you know because like fx was quirky but like they were not this kind of like kitty kit yeah they quirky, were more you know? like avant-garde mature quirky and i think even so fx didn't have a lot of male fans yeah and, and the thing is i think Red Velvet is pretty stacked in terms of good-looking girls. Um, I don't want to say st- I'm not going to say uh, For me, I think they're very stacked. I think they're very attractive girls, and they could be doing a lot of different things. Like, they were doing those dance videos before they started doing all the crazy stuff, and I would personally like to see some of those. I think those would be really interesting. But I'm, t- I'm tired of this quirky, quirky Red Velvet this quirky yeah. kiddish red velvet and, and that ties in the songs too like even though i don't mind this song this is still not a a fun song to me right and that's a personal preference thing right but like i would 100 rather listen to the kissing song a to a to b right where i'm just carefree and enjoying life rather than this one which is kind of like oh this might be good oh but i'm like you know it's like that's a good contrast actually because that kissing song like we said is very simple right and catchy poppy and this song is strange, not poppy, but not poppy. Like, yeah, you know, now we, stroke voice, but not stroke voice. It, it's very like layered and they're doing very strange things, like not normal things. And that's fine if you've already got an established style and you're trying new things. But Red Velvet, like if it, if someone was like, OK, give me five reasons why you think Red Velvet is successful. I, would, I wouldn't know what to say, to be honest. I would. Number one, they're SM. There's some okay. How about two through five? There SM. Uh, there SM. There SM. There SM. Sure, we'll go with that. I mean, although you know, we did talk about NCT and how, at least in Korea, NCT is not doing well. Um, but then again, internationally, they do very well. So, I guess that's that is the new thing, right? It's like, do these big companies even care about Korea anymore? Huh. Right. Interesting topic for another time. Yeah, there might be like a whole that might be a good patreon you know chingu question because mm-hmm. like sometimes i don't think sm cares about 
Korea much anymore. I think they might try to be expanding. I mean, their SM station, I, we don't know for the why, for the hell, hell of it. Um, but this season, they're including like a lot more foreign artists and things like that too. Yeah. So it just is strange where the focus and priority of SM is at. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's not a bad thing per se, right? Company-wise, right? But like for us to, we want to hear K-pop for K-pop, K-pop right? We, we don't want weird NCT appropriation and, and like hip hop beats, but with, hey, with we, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, kids, kids rapping on yeah, with beats. kids, kids, kids on that, kids on that beat. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess that's going to be it for this episode. It's kind of a short one. Um, hopefully either a, you discovered some, uh, good songs that you've never heard of or B you discovered you don't like us anymore. Uh, because we shat on Red Velvet. <laughs> That's fine, too. <laughs> um, but I, I I will say, though, we shat on them way harder for rookies. So uh, That's we're, we're, on very an, true. we're on uptick for, for Red Velvet, you know? Yeah, this one is actually, I think we can agree, it's better than rookie. Yeah, I think so. For me, uh, for sure. it's a little bit better than rookie. I think for you, it's a lot better, right? Yeah. 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 I, it's just still now thinking of rookie. I'm just like, uh, Looky, looky, Steven. Looky, 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 looky. It's not even just looky. It's just the way they sing it. It nah, is, nah, again, nah, they're nah, so nah, cringy nah, nah, to nah, me. Nah, nah, just, nicky, 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 nicky. I'm just like, I don't want that. I don't want that. Stop doing that, Red Velvet. Yeah. Anyways. Um, and until next time, uh, we can only hope for better haircuts for the K-pop world. Um, we'll see you guys whenever. Bye.